to God, I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm gonna hold this banner high. I'm gonna finish my race. I'm receiving hidden manna and a new white stone when I win this war. I've got a church and a family. My co-host. Hey, Hello. Brother Chad. Hello. How are you today, man? Doing great, brother. How are you? I'm great. That's how you was last week. I'm always great. So, Brother Chad, I've been thinking this uh, some time here about Figby, and man, what a what a great school it is. I, I didn't know anything about it, and and now I know hardly anything plus some. And so I do know a little <laughs> bit about Figby. I still don't know where the I is between the F and the G in yeah. Figby, but they moved it all the way to the end. They moved it to the end. That's why. I had <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, and we're joined again this week with some of these Figby students, and thinking about some of the conversations we had last week, Brother Chad, we got a lot of great input from the guys, but as a man, I think as a man, I act like a man, I walk well, like a man, I hope, most, most of the time, uh, but, <laughs> and so I can see why a guy wouldn't want to go to Bible school. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I wanted to for a few years, I got derailed. Uh, but I'm still very interested in it. Um, but I don't know why a girl would go to Figby because I'm not a girl. I don't think like a girl. And so this week we are privileged to have three awesome ladies with us from Figby. And I would like to ask them, why would a girl choose to go to Figby? While you might not be a preacher and be able to do some of the things that maybe the guys can do while you're at Figby, there are many ministries and opportunities in which you have while attending there such as teaching Sunday school, singing in the choir, playing the piano, testifying, um, as well as just getting closer to God and getting a better prayer life. Awesome. Awesome. That's some good reasons to go. And Brother Mark, let me step in. One, one thing I just happened to think of, this being week two, if, if, you, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I'd like to just reintroduce these folks real quick. Yeah, go for it. What's the name? Uh, <laughs> I know you know who they are. <laughs> but we've got Brother Richard Perez, yes. Brother Josh Elks, Brother Sam Denton, Sister Courtney Lamb, Sister Caitlin Burgess, Sister Katie Clifton, and Brother Jarrett Turner. Howdy. And so, what a what a great group representing Peakby for us here today. Absolutely. And so, the uh, voice of wisdom you just heard was Sister Caitlin Burgess. All right. Awesome. Well, it makes sense to me. Something else reaching back to last week's episode. Um, two things that I really pulled out of that conversation as to why uh, or how Figby has helped uh, various young people, particularly maybe some of these young people, uh, is because it helped them to get a better established prayer life, which we all know is very important. Uh, and it also helps with doctrine. They were able to uh, study doctrine, learn doctrine, uh, maybe even learn why they believe what they believe. And that's something we're trying to do in this podcast, Brother Chad. Yes, sir. Is uh, we don't like the herd mentality. We, we like for people to understand why they believe what what they believe. And so, um, and so question to anybody around the table, um, were there any particular beliefs or, or doctrines that you were confused about or seemed a little gray to you prior to going to Figby, that when you went to Figby and maybe sat through some classes or... Uh, read some books or talked to people much wiser than we are uh, that may have clarified those things. Alright, while there was nothing in particular that I can think of off the top of my head that I was confused about that Phoebe really helped, 
I can say that we had a class on soteriology, which is the uh, study of salvation. I was going to say, I never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was That's like, so I can't even say it. Can you spell it? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I, probably can't spell it. educated folks. Yeah. Yeah. Pronounce those words. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, soteriology, the study of salvation, I mean, breaks down how we are saved and what the step process was and goes through different terms such as atonement, us bringing, being back into right standing with the Lord, um, pardon, forgiveness, all these different words that we may hear in church. And that it goes a little bit more in depth than the blood being applied and then we just kind of move on to forget about it. But we really went into depth of what exactly happens when a sinner falls on the knees and repents and how much love and grace God has for us in in that time of salvation. Awesome, man. Well, that's important. That's probably more important than anything else I can think of right now. Well, let me clear one mm-hmm. more thing up on that. Does mm-hmm. that start with an S or a T? <laughs> it starts with an S. Okay. Sure, it's not a I couldn't tell if he was like saying soteriology or like so Materiologies, then. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's cool stuff. Or, or whatever. I probably didn't say that word right, but. No, you did. You said it correct. Really? Awesome. Cool. Any other doctrines or belief systems that was clarified? That I don't think there's one in particular I could think of, but as going to Bible school and getting that foundation, there's been many conversations I've had with just random people, and they'll ask me question after question, and instead of just being clueless, I'm like, well, this is why. And I show them. And there's just been time after time where God's just equipped me in that moment and helped me. What else? Man, that's awesome. As as one of the teachers has clarified many times, you you don't go to Bible school to learn how to win every theological debate, to be able to cross every hurdle and argue every single person you meet into a corner. It's more of knowing why you believe what you believe and removing obstacles that may become may come between somebody and the Lord. So you because we all face doubts, we all face fears. Sure. Every now and then you may be faced with the uh, idea that maybe maybe I am wrong, maybe Christianity isn't true, but learning all that we have learned at Bible school really helps clear a lot of those doubts and fears because you really see the truth that there really is no other way. Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome stuff. Um, Figby, man. You know, I, re- I remember back in the day, Brother Chad, that uh, we started being so well. I started being so you, you, you was our teacher probably for them. Yeah, you are, you are getting up there, aren't you? But anyway, we both are. Here we are. And uh, uh, and I, 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 I was thinking about, man, if I want to talk to kids, what am I going to talk to them about? You know what I mean? Because they're stuck with me for half an hour. You right. know what I mean? So we got to talk about something. And so, you know, the first thing I thought about is, you know, just some of the basic biblical doctrine and, and why we believe what we believe in. And, you know, it's... It's hard to, it's not always about engaging in conversation with people to win an argument, but you got to at least be able to present your side. Yes. You know, know, know what your what your belief system is. And, yeah. and that goes right back to, again, you can't even have a side if you don't know what you believe to start with. Right. And so... Um, or you can have that, two sides. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so that first obstacle, again, is just 
deciding on, hey, what do what do I believe? Okay, you know, mom and daddy might see it this way, the pastor might say it this way, the school might say it this way. What's God say? Right. You know, and so that that's that's where we got to draw the line. Awesome. Which side we're standing? Absolutely. So a lot of these things that may have been clarified, doctrines that may have been clarified, may have taken place in a classroom. And so I'm very interested to know, uh, never have been to Figby before, uh, but very interested in, in an online option, just in case it ever comes up. Uh, but uh, what kind of classes are there uh, in Figby? If I was going to Figby as a freshman or um, uh, what comes after freshman? Sophomore? Junior. Junior, Junior and, and senior or whatever. Then what kind of classes do, What kind of classes are called in Figby? For the freshman class, you got your appendix to your class of truth, and then you got your uh, English, your student success, and then you got your personal evangelism. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right. Any juniors? Um, for, for juniors, we'll have Daniel, an introduction to prophecy, and next semester we'll have Revelation and Sermon Comp, and uh, early Hebrew history where we go over the historical books of the Bible. Like Joshua to Esther and things like that. Awesome, man. And Daniel, now that's got to be interesting. Absolutely. Daniel and Revelation. There's a lot of that playing out right now. Uh, any seniors around the table? Yes, sir. Um, we are currently in the major prophets and the minor prophets mm-hmm. of the Old Testament, going through what all the differences between the books and the similarities, because. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the lesser-known books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But then we are also going through, here's another big one, anthropology. Whoa, can you spell that? <laughs> nope, can't okay. spell that All one right. either. So you know what it is? Yes, anthropology is the study of man, breaking down man to the core components, not on a biology level, but more on a spiritual level of the body, the soul, the spirit of a man, and how they interact and then also we have Hebrews, and then early American history, and then the we are also studying the Book of Acts. Wow. I can see why that would be a senior class, because <laughs> as a freshman, if I was a freshman, I couldn't even spell that. <laughs> I don't even know if I could pronounce it. So that's yeah. pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty, uh, very, very well, very well set up. So a lot of different classes, a lot of different teachers. Uh, a lot of different accents, maybe. I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, but does anybody have a favorite class? Not necessarily a teacher, but a favorite type of class or material that you enjoy. Well, when I was a student, my favorite class was leadership. It, it, I was, and I'm naturally more of an introvert, but it changed the way I viewed putting myself out there. I viewed it as a way to help people, to minister to people. And later on, after I graduated, it wasn't... I I started a job, and it wasn't but six months until I was promoted to manager. Because of my the way I looked at people, I looked at them as more than just being there to work. I looked at them as their, me there to help influence them. Not just influence them to be a better worker, but to even influence them towards a relationship with Christ and build a relationship with them. 
I was told at times that I was too nice to people, that they took advantage of me. But that happens with any sure. relationship that you build with people. But that leadership there where you serve your the people that work underneath you I was taught basically there. And before I came to teach, I was assistant general manager of the store that I worked at. So the I would put that back to what I learned in that classroom under the teacher. And the teacher that teaches that now is over, he works over several states, electrical company, and he he's very knowledgeable in leadership. He does it very well. Awesome. I, I know I've spoken quite a bit, but here's a Somebody third, to. Go yeah, ahead. Third, third round, bibliology. Whoa! No Whoa! I'm getting a headache. I got time. Oh. Oh, you know what this stuff is. <laughs> is that even a word? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Go ahead. It's a. Uh, Sounds like a monopoly game about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bibliopoly. Yeah. Bibleopoly. But uh, bibliology is the uh, study of the Bible, and I would say that is probably my favorite class so far, at least, because it breaks down the history of where we got the Bible. So, for the most Christians, the question comes up is, why do you trust the Bible? I mean, you can base your doctrine of salvation, you can base everything off, oh, well, the Bible says that. Okay, why can you even trust the Bible? How do you even know that is true? Right. So, it really brings the foundation of the Bible into, into perspective and into the forefront where you realize, hey, we can actually trust the Bible and know that it's it's not just a collection of man's stories. This right. is the actual inspired yes. word of God. Mm-hmm. There's a chance for the market. You and I might come out of this podcast smarter. <laughs> so, if not, we'll, I'll have an interest in, in at least being pronounced these words. But one thing that, that came to mind is Brother Sam was, was talking. And, and that could be a question on the minds of some listeners is, hey, I'm an introvert. I'm very bad. I'm shy. I'm, you know, but I'm feeling a call to ministry. Right. You know, can I still be a minister and, and be that way? Be an introvert. You know, how, how, can I, how is that possible? Because a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll talk ourselves out of things because we're back. We don't want to go up front because we're backward. We don't want to be seen. We don't want to get up and say anything or testify because, you know, we'd rather just not be heard. We're not, you know, we're we're we're, we're kind of. It's hard to get up and say anything, and so we we talk ourselves out of that. So, uh, somebody that may be an introvert, uh, like Brother Sam, but feels a call to ministry. You know that I would imagine that's a hard battle for him to face, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, Brother Sam. I know you'd be the perfect one to answer that. How 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 would they answer that? What would be, what would be the answer to that question? Well, everybody has some issues and some difficulties in some area of their life that they have to grow outside of the box. Sure. There are difficulties that everybody's has, and there are things that everybody's uncomfortable with. Sure. But the more that you can expand yourself beyond that, the better you'll be able to function not only in ministry, but just in your professional 
outlook on life, your professional development. When you do interviews, no matter what the case is, you'll be able to do it better. If you stand behind a pulpit, whether you're teaching or giving a presentation for work, it doesn't matter. You'll be able to do it so much better and with so much more confidence if you're able to push yourself outside of the box. Uncomfortability is only something that I look at as something to overcome. It's not, it's, I treat it like a challenge. And I think it's important for people to look at it as a challenge because there's always going to be something that you're uncomfortable with. And the more that you fight that uncomfortableness, the better you're going to be able to conquer it. Uh, I've, I've recently talked to people and they were like, yeah, I'm an introvert. You seem like an extrovert. I'm like, no, not naturally. I'm not. Like, but they, they don't really see it that way. But I, I naturally am. I used to, when I get, would get up to preach or testify, I'd be the guy who was holding the microphone and my hands would be shaking. I've seen people sing and their hand be shaking and they sing with the power of God resting on them and sing the place down. Yes. I, I've seen the Holy Ghost move on people like that. So... Don't don't be too uh, shy to let God use you because He really will use you if you let Him. What's the funny thing is you said something about going to Bible school being an introvert. Well, I looked around the table and 90%, if not all of the Figby students that are here are introverts naturally. Yes. And when I personally came to Bible school, I knew maybe two people and I was scared to death on how I was going to meet people and make friends and all that. But you see, when you come to Figby, it's very opening and very welcome. And they put you right to work and accept you as one of them. It's just a great place to go. Well, that's awesome, man. That's great. Go ahead. Well, even in the aspect of not even just Figby, but just in the ministry in general, yes, it's, it's sometimes it is difficult to step out and to do something, especially if you're an introvert, even in a church service, the Lord tells you to run around the building. It's very, very difficult to do that. But if you can say yes to the Lord one time, it becomes easier to That's say right. yes to Him the next time. And then the next time, and it builds a snowball effect where even if you are scared, you're bold enough to follow after the Lord knowing that no matter what happens, part of surrendering to God is also surrendering surrendering your fear, but also your reputation, so that you're willing to do whatever God wants and know that it's in His hands. Now, the opposite is also true. If you say no to God once, it's a lot harder to say yes to Him the next time. Sure. And it, it, it's a cycle that continues. Yeah. So, it's kind of the same way when you're eating at Pals. You know, if you say yes to a pal's peachy tea, one time, you're hooked. <laughs> so, not try that yet. Okay. They're totally unspiritual. But anyway, but it's a fact. I love peachy tea. I love peachy tea. It's got to be fed. There's a lot of the ones sitting around the table that don't know what Oh, y'all need to stop my pals. Whoa, America needs to do it a pals. I wish I had. No, y'all didn't know what pals was. You still have tomorrow. Great American institution. Y'all are, are leaving at like 7, right? Yeah. Uh, what are you looking for then, I think? Let's find out. So, just, is, is it just the guys that take classes at Figby, or do the girls also take classes at Figby? <laughs> Everyone does. Everyone so, does. <laughs> if you come in as a freshman, you are in that freshman class. Okay. So, what are y'all favorite classes? Any favorite? 
dispensational truth. What is that? So it, <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much. Oh, okay. So dispensational truth pretty much kind of segments the dispensations of time within the biblical timeline. Awesome. And our timeline currently. So it's just been very interesting. It's kind of opened my eyes to everything within the Bible. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like some great classes, man. Some good classes lined yes. up up there. All right, so what about, uh, y'all talking about different types of ministry. So we all know, of course, there's a preaching ministry, there's a singing ministry, there's a music ministry, there's giving out food ministries, there's working in Sunday school ministries, there's all kinds of ministries. Uh, preaching on the street ministry. There's a guy preaching on the street on the way down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but in that, I'm thinking about the singing ministries. We all love music. Well, I guess we do. I, I like music. Yeah. Uh, y'all have any favorite songs that you like to listen to? Anybody got a favorite song? You could have wrote it or not wrote it. <laughs> <coughs> There's so many good ones. I mean, it changes daily, but I mean, the one today is Willing Vessel. Mm. It's just really good. The lyrics are very much so awesome. powerful. Well, jumping back to soteriology. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm get when, that down pat. Just say what now? I won't keep it down. I won't get down pat. Okay. What, what that is here in just a minute. When, uh, Sounds like you cry a lot. <laughs> soteriology. <laughs> yeah. When, when I was young and a little boy in church, I would hear them singing the song The Old Rugged Cross mm-hmm. and I did not like that song mm-hmm. because... If we were going to be in church, I wanted to listen to a fast song. I'd rather well, all sure. fly away or something other. Keep you awake a little better, man. Sometimes. But Maybe. as as I've grown older and learned more, I love the song The Old Rugged Cross more and more. Yeah. And right. it's, it's just one song that... Has more meaning now as you're an adult. Yes. It, it, it means a whole lot more than right. it did when I was just a small boy. Right. One of my favorite songs. I've sang this song for probably six or seven years since I was 14, 15 years old. And it's always just been through it all by Andre Crouch. And mm-hmm. that one is his favorite song. That's really cool. Sing it through everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Andre. I'm not from Figby, but I'm going to throw mine in there. <laughs> what you got? My favorite church hymnal, church hymn, is uh, Love of God. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I would one. second that. Yeah, that's I love that song. Yeah. I feel like it's sung a lot at the school. Yeah. But one of my favorite songs, if you can remember what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's a good one. one. It's yeah. just been playing over in my head a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. So, you guys are obviously, with all these ology books and topics <laughs> and whatever those were. We can give you some more names. Uh, <laughs> she had, she showed me one that has to do with him. Oh, I love him. It's homartiology. Oh, homartiology. Homartiology. It's the study of sin. Yeah. Whoa. No, we're close. I don't like him that much. We had um, a test, and it was just all of the ologies. Wow, that is crazy. That is awesome. Not crazy awesome. Not like crazy. <laughs> crazy, but crazy Crazy ology. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy ology. So, we're going to teach that. So Me and Marks will come teach that. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. So with all these, all these awesome topics and all these subjects that you guys have been exposed to and you've studied... Um, I'm wondering if I've asked you prior to the show if there if you had time to read other books, and uh, apparently there may be some, maybe audio books. I don't know. Um, 
maybe you write books on the side. I don't know that much time. I don't know. But does anybody have a favorite book other than the Bible? So, I have one. It's written by Oliver O'Donovan, who is a great New Testament scholar. He wrote From Iranis to Grotius. It's a source book for political theology. He also has a book on political theology. It's called The Desire for Nations. These books, these books go for about $45 to $50 for a soft copy and between 100 and 150 for a hard copy. Most of them are between seven, five and 700 pages. But it's well worth the read and well worth your time. I mean, from what I've read of, of the books, my schooling don't require me to read all of that, but most of it. And uh, they're, they're good, solid books for the most part. You can learn something from them, but I say that about anything almost. <laughs> sure. You can learn something from anybody. As, you know, I said that in class before, as a matter of fact. Uh, That's a true story. True story. Anybody else? Any other readers around the table? so many stories in the book of how people gave their life for Christ and they really go in depth in what happened and I just really like in that book. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. You might have... Another good book which I'm not sure how easy it would be to find a copy is titled uh, One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven. I believe it's Mark Cahill. I like the first name. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> right, I'm sure you would. I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but the one thing <laughs> we've not been able to pronounce nothing we've discussed today. <laughs> the the one his whole his whole premise in his book is the one thing you cannot do in heaven is win a soul, mm-hmm. and he talks about it in his book how we need to witness and share our testimony on earth now because we won't once we get to heaven it's too late to share the gospel man that's powerful that's, that's, yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome all right so we've got talked about favorite songs and favorite books now obviously you guys being figby scholars uh, <laughs> you guys may have favorite scriptures or passages of scripture Anything in particular that jumps out to you is your favorite verse? And scriptures often are, I hate to say it this way, but situational. Right. So if you're having a a great day, you might feel rejoicing. Right. So this scripture might mean a little more to you this day than than a day that you're down sick or depressed or or something, you know. So, uh, but overall, what would be like your favorite? And I would have to say this, Brother Chad, uh, before we get into this, Mm -hmm. that the more situations you have, the more favorite verses you have. Mm the better you'll be on your team at Bible school. <laughs> the more points you'll get. You know what I mean? Like a Bible trivia. Yeah, like yeah. a Bible trivia. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm just throwing that out there for listeners. So. <laughs> you have a bunch of wild, crazy days, enjoy that. It just gets you a bunch of it's awesome verses. Process. Yeah, yeah, it's all learning process. Yes, all right, anyway, back to the discussion. Any favorite scriptures or verses or passages yeah. to out to by? Well, like you said, it's very situational. It depends on the day um, or what I'm stuck on at the time. I've been stuck on John chapter 4 for several weeks, but I find myself leaning toward now I feel more in Galatians, Ephesians, Romans. I've been just stuck in there cross-referencing 
those books back and forth. Because awesome. Paul has a lot of wisdom in those, mm-hmm. and it, it's become my new favorite for about a week and a half now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? Well, my favorite since I graduated high school has been Psalm 119-105. That word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. Mm-hmm. It's just been my go-to verse for quite a while now, and just the meaning behind it. Awesome. I'd have to say right now mine would probably be James 4.14, where, as you know, not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. And just realizing that you don't have all eternity in this life to do whatever you want and just to take every opportunity that would come your way and try to do your best to reach as many as you can for Christ. Mine would have to be Proverbs 3, 5. It's trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto that understanding. Whenever I chose to go to Pigby, I really had to trust God that he was going to work it out because I was called three weeks before school started. And I had no idea how I was going to get everything done and payment-wise. But if anybody is choosing to go to Pigby, I would say you have to trust in the Lord that he's yeah. called you. All right. Absolutely. Well, man, I'd have to be a trust. I can fill the application that fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. It's a simple application. Okay, awesome. Simple application for the listeners. So yeah. That works out good. All right. And so thinking about Figby and all this awesome insight that we have gained this week and our listeners have gained over the last couple of weeks. It, Brother Chad, it makes me feel like God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. Yes. Regardless of age. Yes, sir. Because it sounds like you've got young people in Figby, you've got people that are a little bit older in Figby, you've got people that are maybe looking towards a mission field, some people are looking towards Sunday school teachers, some people are not really sure what God's called them to do yet, but they want to be available equipped to do what God would have them do. you got preachers, you got teachers. Um, but I wonder if, if any of our Figby students can uh, comment just for a little bit about the way that God has a purpose for our lives and a plan for our lives. Well, in the beginning, God created. And that's how the Bible opens up. But in debating... <coughs> different things they say one thing that you never do is make a blanket statement such as all or in every case every time every situation because if you make a blanket statement that covers everything then if anyone can point to one instance that you're wrong then your whole argument will fall apart and you inevitably will lose the debate and the Bible makes no no mistake I'm not, I'm not sure how to word it but it doesn't make any apology there we go it opens up with in the beginning God created what did he create? everything right. so the Bible makes the claim that God created everything now for something to be created it must have a purpose and it must have a design within it so if God created everything including the, the whole world as we know it, he also, that mean, also means that he created each and every one of us individually. The prophet Jeremiah says, while I was yet in my mother's womb, you knew me. 
And David, the psalmist, I believe it's Psalms 139, but I'm not 100% sure. I might, might be off on the chapter. I'm not, I am a man. I'm not infallible. I understand. But he, he speaks about being knitted together in his mother's womb, how the Lord knew him and knew everything that he was going to do before he was ever even born, before he was ever known by his earthly parents. God already knew everything that he was going to do. So if God created everything, and he, in, in that case, he also has a purpose for every single thing that right. he created. Right. Now we may not always know what that purpose is, but if we surrender to him and allow him to lead us, we can fulfill that purpose. As one man said, the will of God is what we would choose if we knew everything that God knew. If we knew everything God knew, then and all the paths were laid out for, in front of us, we would always choose the will of God because that's the best path for our life. Man, that's awesome. That's solid. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Brother Chad, well, I sure have enjoyed this episode and uh, this week on Define the Dash. It's been an honor to have the students with us once again. Until uh, next time. Let's keep making every moment count for the glory of God, and we'll catch you next week. When I win this war.